This life unraveled. Each of us has a story. How many times do you listen to other people's stories? Like really, really listen. This Life Unraveled shares stories from all walks of life. Our purpose is to create a space for inclusivity, a place to be honest about our traumas, our successes, our failures, our stories, our truths. To share so that we can create understanding and compassion and to provoke our thought patterns. Are you willing to listen? This evening, I had the opportunity to interview my nephew, Macon Gwen. Um, Macon is actually autistic. And um, overall, the interview went excellent, I think. He is very resourceful and has lots of information. But I did want to say that I am running a, a house here. And a lot of times during this podcast, you hear some interruptions tonight. And I do apologize for that as we had dog issues, cat issues, and kid issues. But thanks for your patience and thanks for listening. So today I have my nephew, Macon, Gwen, with me, um, and I'm very honored that he is actually willing to even talk to me. And also, I am um, I'm excited because a lot of people know April is um, we call it, or it's been called for years, um, autism um, awareness. It's been called Autism Awareness Month and Light It Up Blue, um, uh, but Macon, he is autistic. I want to make sure I say that right, um, because uh, recently he corrected me and, and helped me kind of, he helped, he helped enlighten me, we'll say that. Um, so what Macon is willing to come on today and discuss what it's like, would you say, Having autism, being not autistic. being autistic, right? It's having autism. Huh? Is it having autism? No, I would say being autistic. Being autistic. So he is going to discuss what it's like to be autistic. Um, so one of the things I think about being autistic is your brain may process information differently than my brain. Is that, would you agree with that, Macon? Uh, yes. You would. Okay. So... I'm going to kind of start out like I do with most of my guests here. So, um, Macon is 15. He will be 16 very soon on May 17th, I think, which is like super hard to believe because isn't he supposed to still be a baby? I don't know. But that's just an old lady aunt talking, obviously. Um, and you guys may hear some dog barking in the background because I just got home from work and the dog thinks he needs to be in here with me. But if he was in here, he would chew everything. So, um, actually, I'll, let, we'll start with you were born to your parents, Abby and Tony, and you have uh, a sister, Maddie, or Madison. She's a little like more than a year younger than you. Is that right? Uh, she was born October the year after me. October the year after you. You may have to talk a little louder. I hate to make you talk slightly louder, but... <laughs> So she was born October the year after you, and you were born in May. So, yeah, like a year and a few months difference. So you probably don't even remember life before your sister was here. Um, is that right? Like you only remember life with your sister here? Uh, I suppose so. You suppose so. It's kind of like that for me with my brother. So your Uncle Josh, my brother, um, we're 13 months apart. So, like, I don't have memories without him. 
And my very first memory ever, and I was saying it in a podcast I did recently, my very first memory ever is me throwing a temper tantrum. Do you know what that is? I was having a meltdown. No, those are different. Okay. Well, I was having a toddler type meltdown because I was no, I was like one. No, like that's a temper tantrum. I yeah, it was a temper tantrum. So I had a temper tantrum, and that's um, quite different from yeah. So that's my first memory is me throwing temper, a fit. Temper tantrums are more voluntary than meltdowns. Oh, okay. So you a meltdown think- is more of an instinct. Oh, okay. So. Do you want to explain what a meltdown is at this point, or do you want to wait it's a little while? Maybe you can wait a little while. Yeah, we can talk about that later. I'm completely chill with that. So you may have to, I know it's a little bit awkward, but you may have to make sure when you're talking. It, it's really weird because until you get used to it, but you have to like face the microphone kind of like me. It's weird. I know. Okay, so you were born to these super cool parents, right? And then. Um, I, I know personally as an aunt, I noticed that you reacted differently in social situations than your peers. Um, does that make sense what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. It does. So when you were probably two years old, old. yeah, you were about two. I remember we would sing happy birthday at birthday parties and it was Horrible to you. You hated it. It was like it was too loud, and yeah. you would get very agitated. Yeah, I never really liked that. Yeah. So, what is your earliest memory? Like, do you, like, if you were to dig way back, what is your earliest memory? That is the hardest thing to describe. That's kind of a really hard thing to describe because I think that was more like a dream. Okay. What I think of as my earliest memory, but other than that, it's like I can't really. My memories just don't have like dates on them or anything. Yeah. So really, going far back, there's not like a whole lot that I can really instinctually know, proven like that I really know of as an earliest yeah. as, as the earliest memory. I just have a lot of early memories. Yeah. Um. What? Trying to, to figure out what I would think. Or just something you can think of that may it, like it doesn't have to be the absolute earliest, <sighs> but like maybe one of your childhood memories. Okay. Well, let's see how to go back. It's like I have this whole way of figuring out the order of events. Oh. For my memories, so I have to think of it. Like I'm I think I think I seem to remember was it? Um, that could have been after a while, but let's see. There was this one. I don't know when it. No, it wasn't after the kindergarten. It was after, I think. If you can't think of one, you don't have to tell me. Do you want to skip to something else? I guess. Okay. I'm comfortable with that if you are. So, I like, I do remember you being uncomfortable with those situations but for the most part you played and you were a a great little kid i do remember one time when you and maddie emptied an entire container of pancake syrup on the kitchen floor do you remember that no oh my gosh um your mama mopped that floor 
so many times and it didn't matter. You would walk in there and your feet would still go like stuck to the floor from the actual syrup because it was like really sticky. And I think one time you guys may have tossed some eggs on the floor. You remember that one? You don't remember it? Maybe you, maybe you, maybe it was Maddie. You think she did all that by herself, possibly? I, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I believe long time so, ago. <clears throat> so your brain processes things differently than my brain. Yeah. When, do you remember like there being like a time in your life where you were like, I am oh. different? Oh, yes. You do? Yes, it was. Okay, make sure you talk into the mic because I would definitely want our people to hear. So about you this. know that Arthur episode on, on like PBS? Oh yeah, Arthur. Where I they remember first Arthur introduced their autistic character. Oh, I didn't know they even had an autistic character. Oh yeah, he likes cranes. Anyways, he likes cranes. Trains. Trains. Okay, trains. Yes, basically it was that episode, and then I asked my parents if they were autistic, and they said yes. Oh wow! So like you're watching this so show? I, I must have been like diagnosed before that. And maybe they just didn't talk to you about it or something. Actually, I think from what I see, from, so like I actually like have a copy of like two diagnosis things on the. I would guess it's on the internet, but like I, I, I like read it from my phone. Anyways, basically, yeah. it's it seems that sometime in kindergarten, uh huh, or maybe before that actually. Okay, I was diagnosed with PDD NOS. Which is short oh. for pervasive, per, um, pervasive de- developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. Which yes, and 2013 when the DSM five came out was, let's see, it was um, reclassified, reclassified as being like as a subset of autistic spectrum disorder along with Asperger's syndrome really? and what it, and what is now known as cl- um classic autism and or otherwise known as um Connor syndrome after the uh, Leo Connor who was credited with the discovery of it I I didn't even know any of it yeah, along with um some other things I think Now I remember hearing about um PDDNOS because I have a cousin who her children when they were nonverbal and they were toddlers they were like la- they were labeled PDDNOS pervasive developmental disorder not otherwise specified so not otherwise specified totally sounds like we have no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah, it's, right? it's more like in, it's more like it's just what they did when they knew it was like autistic but not but they didn't really have any but it, didn't meet the other criteria for the other things that got eventually reclassified. Okay. As ASD. So yeah. you mentioned classic autism. Is there like Yeah, that's what so there was what this is guy that? by the name of Leo Connor. Uh-huh. Right? And he's credited with the discovery of um what is it's better to call, better because of DSM five reclassifying, I think it's just easier to call it Connor syndrome right okay. now. But basically, it's it's kind of an outdated term now because of the whole reclassifying thing is oh wow a more accurate. But basically, it was it was actually the first, I think, the first time where the term autism uh-huh. came from. I think he's the guy who coined the term actually, but. 
Oh, so he like coined the term autism. Very interesting. I mean, I don't know if he was the first, but he's definitely where. It... Oh, sorry. We just we're a fully functioning house, and we had somebody walk in for a minute. So, all right, it's okay. It's okay. I'll help you later. Okay, guys, we're gonna. Okay, come here, Marissa. All right, Macon is going. To, can you do you know what year the term autism was coined, Macon? Well, um. Are you looking that up, I'm assuming? So, Leo Connor, I know, is the guy who at least popularized it. I don't know if he says it was Austrian. That's weird. Hmm. Well, that'll give us something So, to I know he's into. the guy who, um, who popularized the term, at least. But there was this other woman before. Oh, him. really? Yes, um... Her name seems to be Grumia Sukareva. Oh, that's a tough name. <laughs> that is a she tough was name. a Jewish Soviet woman. Okay. Does it say what and year? She may have. Oh, uh, she published her work in 1925. 1925? Yes. And eventually her work got translated into German, which I, I think she actually came up with the term autistic or Okay. Autism. So Before that's interesting. Leo so maybe Leo Connor uh, saw the work and didn't cite her. Because mm -hmm. he was Austrian. And to me, it's interesting that that research was out then because mm -hmm. I remember when I was growing up, you did not hear the term autism, really. And I mean, I was obviously growing up in the 80s and the 90s um, of the 1900s. <laughs> but I don't remember hearing that a lot. But then I remember after I had children hearing it more so yeah that is that's interesting um i think a lot of people really didn't want to put labels on people as well but i think sometimes labels can be necessary i have mixed feelings about it so i obviously have a special needs child and so um so do you remember about how old you were when you watched that arthur episode you um, were well it would have to be at some point after I had got diagnosed, um, which I know I had to be okay. So Megan is actually looking for information right now so he can answer the question. Um, it's going to take a little bit. Oh, it's okay. I was trying to see, too, if I could kind of figure out... But I guess I don't want to jump ahead of you here. But when date of evaluation? Oh, you have the date of your evaluation. May thirtieth, twenty twelve. Okay, so twenty twelve. So it age had to be sixty years zero month. So it had to be. How old were you then? You said eight. What? How old were you? Age. Oh, how. Six years, zero months. That's what it says on the thing. Okay, yeah, because you were born in 2006. Six. Yeah, so that makes sense. And that's the thing that diagnosed me PDD. That was the PDD NOS diagnosis? Yes. It also says somewhere borderline ADHD, though. ADHD, yes. Borderline ADHD. Yeah, you had a lot of You were all over the place. You had some energy. I remember that. 
I remember yeah. that. So borderline, which which only just later confused me. Yeah, I think whether or not I am ADHD, and then they got another diagnosis thing because like the whole IEP thingies they have. I know. Yes. For That's anybody that doesn't thing. know, they have to. It's like you have to get diagnosed multiple times, right? Which they have to change your label. So, for anybody that doesn't know, that's listening to our podcast, an IEP is an individualized education plan, and it's something that um, a team of people, typically parents and educators and a principal um, and therapist, will meet together. Um, either about your child or even with your child, but the meeting is about your child to establish goals in the school system setting that will help your child. Um, I'll be honest with you, as a parent of someone whose whose child has always had an IEP, it is very painful in the beginning because we're not sure what's going to happen with our children. We want the best for our children, and we we need to make these decisions for our kids, and it's it's a tough road to walk, kind of not knowing, because you're kind of walking into the unknown. Um, because for you, for example, um, you got a diagnosis of autism. I don't know what that was. Something made a noise. So um, you got a diagnosis of autism. I think it was the computer over there. Um, and I get. I want to ask you, when you're watching the Arthur episode, you you notice things about the autistic character that made you see a similarity? Is that what happened? Sort of. Yes. So you saw things in him. Was it what 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 did that character have that made you think, "Hey, he reminds me of myself." I'm thinking. You're good. Uh, I can't really exactly name one. Was it that he had special interest? Because what you said his special interest was trains. Yes. And are trains also one of your special interests? Yes, it seems from what I could piece together. Um, so there are some baby. <clears throat> so there are these baby pictures of me. One of them in the background is Thomas the train, and another mm-hmm. is seems to be a picture of my first birthday cake. Which oh. has Thomas the Train on it, and I also and I one from what I remember actually is that I had like some some toy trains and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so did you when you watched that episode? You already had this interest in trains mm. that was probably like maybe trains were one of your more favorite things in life or toys or. Yes, but it was called a. There's really no other term that I think is better than special interest. Yeah. At describing it. And I know you had mentioned to me that typically, um, I want to make sure I say this right when I say it. People that are autistic. That's the way I should say it. Autistic people. Autistic people. Yeah. So typically autistic people have special interest. Do you, is that, is that something that you, I mean, I know, Everyone can have a special interest or a special hobby or something it's, they focus on. No, it's more like, uh, well, uh, the DSM five calls it a restricted interest, and it's really it's quite different. So, 
A thing, a special, okay, basically. I'm writing this down. Restricted interest. I've never heard this term. That's a Deism 5 term for it. Um, Sorry, anyway, that was So basically, phone. it's. Okay. It's going to take a bit to explain it, but. So basically, a hyperfixation is a term mostly used for um, autism and ADHD. Okay. Basically, it's um, something someone is hyper-focused on. It. Yes. And a, and a special interest is a long-term hyper-fixation oh. that is, and it's a term only used for, autist, for autism, autistic people, and hyperfixation, uh, while it does describe, it is an umbrella term of what ADHD and autistic people have. Yes. It it has come more to describe how it is in, in those who are ADHD. Uh, hyperfixation being used in a more short-term sense here. Yeah. And so basically, the state of hyperfocus has been shown by studies to be sort of like what others would call a flow. Uh-huh. Or what, in a sense, is the state of being really focused on something that you don't notice other things. Uh-huh. Whereas, um, what I know is that some... I read somewhere that okay. studies have shown that the state of hyperfocus is similar to that of, I think, Buddhist monks when really? they are meditating, something similar oh. like that. But um, for so when they're meditating, they're can, very hyper focused on something mentally. It's it's similar. Okay, but I don't know if it's the same because like with ADD, autistic people, they're. Well, for some ADHD and autistic people, not mm-hmm. all, not all, it can yeah. be assorted to a state where you neglect physical needs. Oh, like yeah. Like hunger, yeah. sleep, other things. Okay. Thirst. Things. Do you feel like any of your special interests cause you to neglect other needs? So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to use books, for example, you have so many books making is like a real library i mean i should go to his house and borrow books because he sends me pictures every time he goes to a bookstore of the books he's gotten and he typically brings home new books every week um typically anywhere from two to five or more books every week he has quite the collection of of uh of things but would you say if you were reading one of those books would you hyperfixate or hyperfocus to the point that you might be like forget that you're hungry or forget that you have to go to the bathroom? Well, um, I don't. Hmm. I wouldn't forget, but I would more so neglect. So you would kind of ignore the sensation. A little bit. Sometimes it's just I don't really feel like making food or knowing what to eat in the fridge. Does it feel complicated? Complicated? Or just like you just don't want to deal with it because you're not, working on not something quite else? the motivation to really 
Like, prepare food. So if someone else did it for okay. you, would you eat the food? Huh? Like, if someone else prepared the food. If you were really busy and you were choosing to neglect preparing the food, but someone brought you food, would you eat it then? I suppose so. I never really thought about that. Okay. I don't know. It's some, yeah, like, it's it's just one of those things. I was just wondering, like, would you would you still eat it? Now, do you ever get, do you ever neglect eating to the point that you get so hungry that you get angry? Well, I, there was this one time when I threw up milk. Oh. I usually have milk to not be hungry. Well, I don't feel like making food. Oh, you have milk to kind of satisfy the hunger? Yeah. That's, but, that's actually smart. It can actually get to a point where I threw, where I threw up the oh, milk. Oh, no. Is that if you drink too much milk? Well, not. I don't know if it's too much milk, but more so unbalanced milk to actual food ratio. Okay. Okay. That yeah, makes sense. I think that only happened after like two days, maybe a week. So for food, a lot of people, a lot of autistic people, am I saying that right? Am I saying it right? Autistic people. Yeah, it's really anything about autism. It's It could be a lot of autistic people or a few autistic people. Never like all autistic people. Yeah. I don't, what? Yeah. So everybody's different. Everybody's different. Do you find, I, I know that it, on the spectrum itself, it can be common to have food aversions. Do you feel that you have food aversions or that you have certain foods that you want to eat all the time? Um, I would, I would call myself like a picky eater. Okay. Like some foods I don't like, especially anything I haven't tried before. Yeah. But for... Same foods is what that's called. Um, it's like I have pizza, okay, and cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, cinnamon toast crunch is good. Yeah. Um, but I there's usually a point where I still have French fries. I think actually. Okay. Um, fast food restaurant. What about like chicken or burgers? Chicken. Chicken, chicken depends. Okay, <clears throat> chicken I usually get from like a fast food restaurant. Yes. And it kind of depends on the restaurant. Okay. Kind of. I usually have nuggets. So let's talk about but different restaurants because there so are actually, differences. On the thing of the same foods is that I oh. don't, there's usually a point where I can't have pizza all the time because I actually do get bored of it at some point. Okay, And I take yes. a little bit of a break from pizza, and then it's pizza all the time again. Yes. So, um, Judah, he's actually in the room with us. He has avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. It's called ARFID. And with that, there is a fear of eating certain foods. Um, and so what I will find with Judah is that he will eat the same food so much that eventually that food tastes bad. He needs a break from it, and then he can resume eating it again a little while later. Is it similar to that? Um, well, I would say that I, I don't know if taste bad is how I would describe it, but mm -hmm. at some point it's like... Uh, 
boring almost. Do, is, does your body almost feel like tired of it mm. or just it just feels boring? I'd say boring, unstimulated, unstimulating. Okay. Not stimulating. Are there foods that you feel like you get excited when you eat them? Excited? Yeah, like like if you haven't had it in a while, would you get excited over Chick-fil-A nuggets versus McDonald's nuggets? Like there's a difference. Chick- Chick-fil-A nuggets. Right? Like Judah is in the room with or, me. Or like say that like you're out of season. Mm-hmm. When you Like, do you ever feel like you run out of your favorite foods? And then you go in almost into a state of panic? Uh, sometimes I run out of cinnamon. I, I, I usually just have cinnamon toast crunch for like, because um, I'm a picky eater. I don't eat what they have at school. So I just usually pack that for my breakfast. Yes, that makes sense. Breakfast. What do you do about lunch? And, or you're not oh, there at lunchtime, are you? Uh, yeah, it was a recent IEP thing. But before that... Oh, a weird schedule change. Yeah. There was. I just had some pizza. Okay. Unless I got bored of pizza. Would you bring the pizza from home or would you have pizza at the school? Uh-huh. Like, did you bring your own lunch? The pizza? Uh, oh, no. I would I would just make a pizza the night before. Okay. Or, and from in the oven. Okay. And then I, I would pack it for lunch. That makes sense. So you were able to eat the pizza even if it wasn't hot. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with like cold pizza. I don't know if Judah is okay with cold food. I think I don't think, I think he is. I think it has to be. So when I heated up. So he's kind of talking to us in the background here. He's like, unless it's a, unless the food is actually typically cold, Judah doesn't want it cold. So he would want, like, if he was eating salsa, he would want that salsa to be cold. If he had salsa and it was hot, he would be like, ooh, you know, it would gross him out. So he prefers things to be the temperature that they are, I guess, universally acceptable to be served at. You know, like a French fry, he'd want a hot French fry or warm French fry. Um, do you have a favorite French fry from a certain restaurant, making? French fry. Like, do you like Bojangles or McDonald's? Restaurant. I, I suppose I like Zaxby's Ooh. seasoning. Zaxby's French fries with the crinkle cut. Their their seasoning specifically. So the seasoning that's on the fries. Yes, I like that seasoning. Do you dip sauces or or do you not like any sauces? I don't use sauces. It's but, like a new food to me. I so totally I never tried that. it. What about ketchup? Ketchup. I never really. Well, I, okay. So some foods like green beans or stuff. Yeah. It may, and I think including ketchup. It seems like I had like a long, long time ago as a baby. But since <laughs> I can't remember that anymore, yeah. it's now. It, it it's just after that certain point of not remembering it, you know. Yeah. It's it's just kind of. Not something you would eat. New. It's it's like now a new food to me because I can't remember what it yes. tastes like. So Judah used to eat everything, you know, and that, as he got older, he he started dropping foods, mm-hmm. and he became very selective in what he would like, eat. I so there, well, there's this one point with mac and cheese, right? Uh huh. And basically, I do remember eating it a while. But yeah. At some point, I stopped eating it, and I, it kind of faded in my memory. Yeah. But and so I wouldn't eat it. But after a while, I tried it again. Uh huh. And now it's one of those foods I like. Okay. Do you eat hot dogs? 
No. Okay, and I ask because typically that's something that you hear people on the spectrum that parents are like, oh, they'll eat hot dogs and mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. Those and French foods fries. are common in American culture. So yes. that's what... Okay, so basically it depends on the culture. Oh. Basically that someone grows up in the foods around them they become familiar with, but foods... Foreign foods, they wouldn't you wouldn't really have that often. Uh, that often, I've never thought about. So you, they wouldn't be familiar. I wonder, have you ever done any research on on food aversions in other countries and what what their safe foods are? Well, so I never researched it, but from what I read on, well, uh, TikTok comments. On yeah, videos, yeah, those I, count too. That's some research, right? TikTok is research. <laughs> I just have a good long-term memory. It's information. So, anyways, basically, it it just depends on the culture, what is familiar to someone. If someone's from, like, if someone is from uh, a culture where they don't typically have spicy foods, that uh, uh, if the person's a picky eater, they probably wouldn't eat the uh, spicy foods. But if the person is from a spicy food culture, they would be familiar with those. So, they would have eat those like i wonder if a safe food in let's say an an asian country they're very popular with eating rice so like i wonder if a safe food for someone that is autistic that is in let's say korea for example would that person be would they gravitate towards rice because their family eats it and that's normal culturally for them whereas you are probably not going to gravitate towards rice. You're going to gravitate towards French fries, or you're going to gravitate towards pizza. Mm-hmm. So I get, that does it, it makes me think. That's something I've never thought about before. So um, that's that's very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Now I have another question for you, and it's about eye contact. Now oh. with me and you, I see you make eye contact a lot. Eye contact, but I don't yeah, know what eye contact is my well. Does it make you uncomfortable? Well, actually, uh, in terms of eye contact, I think I just mostly look in the general direction. Okay, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's more with someone I'm not familiar with. I don't do eye contact. Yeah. I look away a lot, but I think it maybe it's ADHD. Oh, so, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, because, like, I cannot, like, just maintain eye contact, like, nonstop, uh, dead on for a long time. I feel like I have to look around. ADHD. So yeah, I think it's mostly known by people as. Oh, I gotta give a shout out to your grandparents. I just got a text from Janet Gwen, wanting to know how she can hear that podcast later tonight. That is. uh, That's your. uh, What do you call her? I I call her Mama, but that might be confusing. No, no, Mama's fine. No, I'm just I'm just saying, gotta give her a little (laughs) shout out. Hey, Mama Janet. So uh, so yeah, they're gonna be listening later tonight. I, I. I love making that you allow me to tap into your brain because I feel you do think differently. You think differently than I do. And I value that. Um, So, um, so I want to ask you. We both have like anxiety and ADHD. Yeah, we do both have that. But like, so the term for a non-autistic person Uh is um, holistic. Term holistic. for someone who holistic, uh, it formed um, etymology in contrast to uh, autistic. What does it, auto 
uh-huh. in Greek meaning self. Uh, Allo, Allo, So holistic is that for it's anybody like that's not on the spectrum, or is that someone like me that has ADHD and anxiety but doesn't have autism? It specifically refers to someone who is non-autistic. Okay, so anyone neuro, that is non-autistic neuro, is holistic. Any not non non-autistic and holistic are like perfect synonyms. Okay. But okay, okay so <sighs> neurodivergent. Oh yes, I want to talk about neurodivergent. That is someone who autistic, ADHD, OCD, dyslexia, that for etc. Um, all those yeah. things. Someone has like just if someone is just one is of those, then they are neurodivergent. Whereas a neurotypical, that is that means the typical brain. Yeah. Um, whereas th- that is that exclusively means. None of that. So someone can be ADHD but not be autistic. They would be like holistic ADHD. Okay. So like for me, for example, I know that I have ADHD and I have anxiety. Uh-huh. So what would you refer to me as? Am I neurodivergent or I'm neurotypical? I believe that I'm a neurodivergent. Yes, neurodivergent. Okay. And that's because my brain does process differently than someone with a typical brain, right? A so-called typical brain. <laughs> Where is a typical My brain? Who has a typical brain? Does <laughs> anyone? You know, I think the way they came to be known that is somehow unnoticed. They just made themselves the dominant and just started diagnosing other people by calling them weird. And yeah. then they just came to be in power somehow. I Maybe it was the Industrial Revolution. Oh actually, interestingly enough, okay, yeah. Uh, someone who would, um, who would be known, who would be autistic before uh-huh. Industrial Revolution, or 80, well, actually, I was more so the 100 calories, but anyways, um, mm-hmm. basically, oh, you're good, uh, they would be, um, they could, well, just, they, they might be seen as a bit weird, but like you know, they could still easily contribute to capitalism or society, capitalistic society. Anyways, How do you know all this, Megan? Like, I feel like long-term memory and Google. Long-term memory and Google. I have to say that sometimes when you spit out information, I feel dumb. <laughs> I feel like I need to like. Freshen up on some stuff. So, are you saying that before the Industrial Revolution... Industrial Revolution. Okay. Came with it. Just a lot of sensory problems. Like, nowadays... Okay, so it seems a lot of neurotypical people just don't notice this. Uh But if you listen closely Uh to... Electricity running through the walls, it makes a sound. Do you hear electricity run through the walls? If it's loud enough, I hear that talk or that clock ticking. I hear what seems to be the PS4 running its vent thingy. So all at once, you hear multiple sounds because your senses I cannot, are in tune. I cannot easily turn it, tune it out. Oh wow. And, like, sometimes it's just, like, there's air conditioners, there's some out, some old electronics, 
lights make noises. So, you know, with the Industrial Revolution, of course, you would have all this sensory overload. So that is why it might not have been noticed prior to the Industrial Revolution? or It seems it was first noticed in 1925 with that... Um, wow. Woman. Is that when the Industrial Revolution, was it happening around that same time frame? Um, I believe it was the late 1800s to early 1900s. After okay. which some point came the first computers and the space age. Wow. Um, which they always... So basically, I think what happened is the Industrial Revolution with all its machines and factories and people moving into large cities. Yeah. Uh. Oh, well, excuse Macon. <laughs> yeah. It, it created... Just a lot more sensory overload for more autistic people than what would have previously, than what was the, the, what there was previously in many societies. And yeah, it seems that I I find that very interesting because it's never something that I have um, thought of or considered. I believe they would have still known about it in some form, even if they didn't have a term for it. Like people know. They themselves are different from other people. Yeah, yeah. And that they would notice if their own child is a bit different. Actually, there's yeah. this interesting myth. Oh, really? It, or folklore. Okay. That um, from Europe. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Europe. Where it seems, it's known as a changeling. Uh-huh. I've heard the word changeling. Yes, changeling. They okay. would. The myth would be that... Um, Fairy, I will come in, uh huh, and just re- uh, to steal the child, ah, the baby, and just replace it with one of their own for whatever reason. Oh wow! And it seems to me that that is Megan's taking a short break for a Dr Pepper. Okay, it's specifically how they would have in those times, uh-huh. uh huh, described just. Having an autistic child, it seems like nowadays, it seems people who want to cure autism think that autism or vaccines changes something in their child, and that the child is not supposed to be autistic. So it seems like it's that myth is basically the precursor to the modern day people thinking autism does something to the brain. Well, so let me ask Which you... Which is not quite how I would describe People are just kind of born autistic. And I would think okay. they have, like, an autistic soul. So you're answering my question already, then. So you... Um, I know a lot of people believe that vaccines uh, can cause it. But you personally, as someone that is autistic, you you feel you were born the, with your brain already being different. The, the vaccine theory has been disproven. And I think... Um, the guy who made the study retracted the claim. Oh. It is completely false. Very interesting. Because um, I feel like there's still a following for that, for parents yeah, that believe. It's a weird study. It's not even many people back then found it be inaccurate under peer review and a really small sample size. Yeah. Most of the people who conducted study later retracted their claims. It, very interesting. It just wow. really has no place in modern society. I never, like, 
Okay. So well, basically, what? Why do you, for some reason, want to cure autistic people? Which is, I think, complete nonsense. You think it's complete nonsense for them to try to cure autistic people, right? Um, I think. Well, if I'm trying not to swear, yes. <laughs> if you need to swear, I am okay with it. I do not know if your parents will be okay with it when they hear Probably it. Probably not. Okay. So you do what's best for your own safety there, Megan. <laughs> if you swear in my house, I'm not going to. I just began using the swear words this last year. And Sean said, I sound like a 12-year-old boy that's excited about swearing. <laughs> I mean, like anything that happens now, I'm like, damn it. Or, you know, complete, maybe something else. And, and nonsense. It's basically like, I, 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 being autistic just is how a person is. You can't have that person without the autism. That would just be oh, a completely yeah. you different can't person. Have the person without the autism. I think if you like cure autism... Yeah, yeah, that I, would be uh, killing someone and just replacing them with something else. So um, that was actually, I don't know if, if you've listened to some of the other podcasts and I talk about um, my oldest child, your cousin Marissa, was born with special needs. And mm -hmm. for years, as somebody that had was raised in the Southern Bible Belt, in, in, uh, in more of a healing belief type system... I believed I was supposed to pray to God for her to be healed. And then one day I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She is fantastic the way she is. So, like, she is so innocent. And there's such a beauty about the way she processes things versus the way a neurotypical person would process things. Or even a neurodivergent that doesn't have quite as many, um, I guess you could say, different abilities. Different Oh. So what are oh, your... Dis disabled is an okay term. Do you think disabled is, is that an okay term? Uh, yeah. Like, There's really no so reason to avoid using it. Are you comfortable with the term disabled in regards so, to autism? Or do you well, feel like that's inappropriate? Here's the thing. I think it's okay. But the first thing you got to know is the social model disability and the medical model disability. The okay. medical dis model yeah. it seems to be a... And trying to cure something. Okay. Whereas they think okay. it's like an illness or disease. Uh-huh. But rather, social model is like it's only a disability because the other people are in power. And they made things just for them and didn't think of others. What? So, I've never... And that they made it harder for other people. It's like if there were only ramps and no stairs, would anyone with like a wheelchair really be disabled? Wow, you think on such a different level than me, and I'm I'm thankful that you're bringing these things up because these are making these are things I've never even thought about. Like my brain has never seen things that way, so I think that it's um, it's actually amazing that you think that way. And instead, you're right; people have to fight to be treated equally. In a sense, I've seen court cases where you know there was not a way for a person that was in a wheelchair to get into a restaurant. And so, you know, according to uh, the way America works, people are supposed to provide handicap accessibility. So that if it's was not the there, Americans with Disability Act of 1990. Of what? Of when? I think it was the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's so you can sue if they don't have the appropriate mm -hmm. like ramps and things like that in place and you are handicapped. So, I mean, what you're saying essentially is 
those measures should have already been a part of life. If, if, I mean, it would be great if they were. If, if differently abled or disabled people, if they ruled the world, it will be completely different than neurotypicals ruling the world. Why does one group need to rule the world? Why does, yeah, I guess one doesn't. Maybe there should be a, um, a meeting of the minds where everybody has a different type of brain and then we come together and, and, and we create a space for people that's safe and happy and healthy for everybody. That would be nice. I think what you're describing is similar to the process of direct democracy. Oh, what is direct democracy? I don't even know. The original kind of democracy developed in Athens, Greece. Where anyone considered a citizen would come and they would be able to decide on the laws. Uh Uh-huh. Wow, I don't even know how you remember that. Is that that long-term memory again? Just, just have a lot of facts. Yeah, that's um, I I find it, I find it like uh, amazing. Basically, um, I'm kind of wondering what your IQ is. Like, if you IQ. were to be tested for mm. your IQ, how high your IQ might actually I be. I have an interesting fact about IQ tests. Okay, what's the interesting fact? Let's see. They were originally developed as in French for kindergarten children. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes, but then they were later used with specific questions, which made it easier, which only rich white people could get. And then they could just, um, what was the term? Sterilize other groups of people. (gasps) Are you being serious with making? Yes, this was eugenics. They used it to sterilize black people. Yes. And And then I think there was another. Are you talking about in North Carolina that was done? Because I know North Carolina had a eugenics program that a lot of people Not actually specifically, are... but I do know something about the 1970s in which a lot of autistic people would have... Yes, people that were considered to have special needs and poor people and a lot of black people were sterilized really against their will. They didn't really know what they were getting into, but they were sterilized as a way to make sure that they did not continue to create people... Like them, sadly. Which is uh, similar to the 1930s and 40s of Germany. Yeah, it makes me think yes, of that Yes, it was too, actually like Hans Asperger yeah. credited for Asperger syndrome. And to where we get the term from was a Nazi who seemingly sent autistic people to die? It's on oh, his Wikipedia yeah. page. Yeah, no. I Hans Asperger. Well, let me ask you this. Do you struggle knowing that you are autistic or are you happy with who you are? Uh, happy? It's all you know. Like you only know yourself as. I, I, I kind of wouldn't be me if I wasn't autistic. So on the I perception agree. of the self, I, if I were to not be autistic, that would not be me, which kind of seems to create a paradox. It, it is a paradox. It really is. So you wouldn't have wanted to be, I guess, I guess a bigger, uh, another question. I think sometimes we, we think about if we were, were, it were, what if you had been born neurotypical to the same parents, everything that just neurotypical. Just be someone who looks like me that just has the same name for once a downly. So it wouldn't be you at all though. I, I it, wouldn't think so yeah so do you feel confident as a person that is autistic 
or do you struggle? Well, I know anxiety is an issue. I mean, I have anxiety as well. But do you do you like who you are as a person? This is a this is a big question. Yes, there's only sometimes I'm a bit frustrated, but I think that's normal. I think that's a normal feeling. A lot of my frustration just goes towards the weird way that neurotypical people made things. Oh, and then I bet knowing you that you can rationalize why it's weird. What? Like if somebody, a neurotypical person does something that to you does not seem logical, you can probably rationalize and explain why it's not logical. I can rational. I can rationalize something logical. Yeah. That would make more sense, but I cannot figure out why neurotypical are the way they are. They just make like zero sense to me. Neurotypical people. They don't make sense to me at all. Not really. Do you do you feel like you struggle in your relationship with neurotypical people, or do you kind of feel like you avoid some neurotypical people because you're I just like eh? No, I don't have friends, but what'd you say? I don't know exactly how much I interact with people, but I just know that I don't quite get the way neurotypicals made things. Like, oh, what was? It's just like for me, if there is a rule, uh huh, that rule needs to have validation to it. Uh-huh. That rule, there needs to be a, a reason for the rule. The reason needs to make sense. It needs to be a good reason. If that, it needs to make. If sense. there is a rule without a good reason behind it, uh huh, then would would I do not have. Any respect towards the rule, and I probably would not follow it. So, <clears throat> I'm assuming that that's even happened since you are, you're still, you're not a grown man yet. If your parents have a rule, you essentially need for them to have a valid explanation. Is it? Yes. Okay. And so, if they don't have a valid, like a lot of parents, we like to say, you know what? It's because I told you so. <laughs> that does not add is not a logical good reason for me. So have you, uh, what would you do in that situation? Would you continue to be like, no, I need a reason? Or would you ignore it? Well, depends, depends on what it is. Okay. Because if it's like, depends if I just really care enough. No, because if it's not something that would really apply to me, I'm just not really have any reason to worry about it. So if it's about somebody else, you may not care as much. Well, no, what I mean is is I'm not really someone that would do the thing anyways. Oh, okay. And then I just kind of don't worry about it. But if it's like like something I would... yeah. Then it would depend on like what the punishment is, if it's like really worth it to do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just like So I wanna make sure I ask Okay, another question. A lot of people on the autism spectrum actually stem. Do you stem. yep, do sort of you stem self stimulatory behavior? So really everyone stems is just some people do it more. Okay. Like stemming includes stuff like um to, to Tap in a pencil on the okay table or whatever. Do you tap a pencil? Is that what you're saying? Sometimes, but not all the time. You twirl your hair. Yes. 
And your mom does that, which is actually, it's funny because that stemming could technically be hereditary. You know? Technically, because she twirls her hair as well. Did you twirl it even when your hair was short? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting. That was mostly just the bangs back then. Right. Right. Because you didn't have long hair. Like when your hair was short, you just grabbed what you could and twirled it. Um, And then I think you also grab the front of your shirt, don't you? I don't know what that is. I think I... I don't know if that is a stem or just... Just not quite being comfortable with the way the shirt naturally goes up. Oh. Like where the neckline is. If it goes towards my neck, I don't like that. Like so real high up on your throat is kind uncomfortable. Of, I usually just hold it away. Because you're trying to be comfortable. From that. Yeah. Do but. you feel like you like to wear a certain type of clothing? Like, do you wear blue jeans? Blue jeans? I don't like those. So Judah hates blue jeans. Too tight. Yeah. Right, Judah? He's over there growling. Yeah. I'm wearing blue jeans right now, and I feel like I need to undo the zipper and let my gut breathe. But I prefer, I think this is why women are wearing leggings all the time now, because it's comfortable. We want to be comfortable. Um, do you only wear the same type of shoes, or are you willing to try different types of shoes? Oh, kind of hard to find stuff that I like to fit my feet recently. But. Are, are you selective in the way it feels on your foot? No, for shoes, I don't know. But for socks, I could like peculiar. It takes me a while to put on my socks. They have to yeah. get it just right for the space in between my toes and stuff. The way it feels. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about making, but we can reconvene at a new point. Um, let's see. I love some of the things you have said. Oh, um, what does it feel like? To do something like wash your face. So see, for wash me, face. it feels like a normal thing. But I'm assuming that um, when you are autistic, that even those sensory things are very much like your awareness is very heightened. Wash face. Uh, or like taking a shower, like the way the water beats shower. on you. Does it bother you? I like warm showers. Does it bother you sometimes though, or not really? I just like a like a nice hot shower. Yeah. Or bath. You prefer one of those. What would happen if the water was cold? Cold. Uh oh! Did something happen over there? Uh. Oh, okay. Typically, when during a bath, if the water has gotten cold, I get up. And start washing my hair. Oh, and then okay. I get out of the bath. Okay. When I, when I notice it's cold, I typically just take that as a sign of. <laughs> so you stay I've been in, in until it gets long. cold. If it's a bath, if it's if it's gotten cold, that means I've been in there a while. I think that that is. It is smart, but I think it's yeah. also funny because so I. So now I typically have my bath just for an hour and. Okay. Tell someone to get me up after that point. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So, um, hours about the time it takes for that to happen. Yeah. I am because I think the way I do, I will get in my hot bath. And when the water starts turning cold, I empty it and I refill it with new hot water. <laughs> I totally do that because I don't want to get out. Like, I want to stay forever. And I have like a little bath tray and I actually watch. 
like Netflix stuff. I put it on the little bath tray and I watch stuff while I am uh, taking my bath. Um, so do you, I know how I feel about you in this question. Do you view yourself as intelligent? Yes. Okay. And that, I think that's accurate. Are there any, um, subjects or, um, material that you struggle with, that you struggle grasping the concept of? Grasping concept? Like in science or, or the English language in the way they teach things at school? I suppose I don't understand metaphors quite well. Okay, metaphors. You may have to remind me what a metaphor is, Lord Jesus. Metaphor. <laughs> so a simile is when something is the same. A, a metaphor is when it's like a comparison, right? A, it's comparison without using the word as or like. Okay. Oh, that's kind of hard. Yeah, exactly. That is hard. Because I was just thinking of one in my brain, and then I realized it had the word as in it. That's a simile. So it's a simile. They're quite weird. Metaphor is like... Yeah, like... Something, what? something, the curtain was blue. Something, something, ate spaghetti for breakfast, Metaphor definition. A figure of speech in which a word or phrase it. is applied to an object or action to which it is not... Literally applicable. Okay, so that makes sense that you would struggle with that because I'm going to assume here that you are very literal. Personally, I just think curtains are blue sometimes. You think what? That sometimes curtains are just blue, and there's not any need to describe any more reason than that. Yeah. If the author describes the curtain as blue, and they haven't stated any reason for it. Yeah, I'm trying Then, to like, for all we know, it's just a random detail. Oh, okay. So it would be like if I called you, if I said, Macon is a walking dictionary. That's a metaphor. Yes, a lot of autistic people can be described as encyclopedias. Yeah, that is an accurate metaphor. Yeah. It really is. It, it truly, truly is. Um, I'm trying to look at some of these other metaphors to see if like I see anything that would be weird. I wish you weren't always such a chicken. Like, to you, that would be weird, right? Chickens Being a chicken. Aren't chickens usually a negative metaphor in this context? Yes, they would be a negative con- uh, metaphor. But if you wish someone to be a chicken, you... I wish you weren't such a chicken. Oh, weren't. Yeah, you were not. Like, I'm just uh, reading this off of something on, on the internet. So, it will be calling someone a chicken. Is that weird for you, that kind of metaphor? Kind of, I struggle with some metaphors like in something about being in a pickle. Oh Usually yeah, if yeah. If I yeah. find myself to have a, uh, a bit of a problem, I uh, would just say pickle, or I have a pickle, or there is a pickle. You wouldn't say I'm in such a pickle. You would say I'm in a very hard circumstance, or I'm in no, a weird situation. Usually, if I have a bit of a little problem, I would just say pickle because I don't quite get the entire phrase. Yeah. It's the same with um, down in alley, up in alley, something like, man, it's hard to describe it. I can't remember the I phrase. I don't even know what that is. Something like, what's up a person's alley? 
What's oh, right down? up your alley. Yes. That yes. One. I say I, that all the time. I don't That's quite, right up your alley. Yeah. So, like, if so I, I went to I a bookstore. I don't quite get th- those phrases. I say, like, in an alley or uh, an alley or my alley. Okay. Or, so, those phrases just don't. Because I can't quite get the phrase, so I just say something similar enough to it. Okay. So, it's not a logical phrase to you. In, in a sense, it's really, it's just not logical. It doesn't really make sense to me. I get that. I get that. Because you're very literal. That's like super interesting too. These are just the things that you don't think about. Um, so, and you've already explained some of these things. Um, what do you wish that people understood about you? Like you personally. And a lot of things. Like, just one thing. You don't have to name them all. I mean, there's multiple things. I can't quite name them right now, but... Yeah? There's a lot. What about when you get angry? Do you wish that people understood that better? Or how to react to you? Angry as in... Like, if you were to have... Can you explain um, what would lead to a meltdown? Oh. Well. So. I mentioned earlier how I don't follow unlogical rules. Okay. Yes. So, like, at some point Uh in the... At school, typically. Yes. In the whole process of trying to refuse a rule and having a teacher insist it must be like that for no logical reason, I so I don't think it makes sense. Basically, my philosophy is that if there, there are logical rules that should be followed. Yeah. And that there is a non-logical thing to do. Okay. It makes no sense to do that. If there's no reason to do a thing, Mm -hmm. then I don't do the thing. Even if it's required of you, you need a If there's no logical reason reason to do it, then the only thing that can really get me to do it is if I just want to do it, if it brings enjoyment. Okay. As long as the enjoyment doesn't somehow end up breaking a rule. Okay. So basically just following logical rules and only doing and doing something if I if I find that I like to do the thing, I would or if I feel like doing the thing, then I would do the thing unless it would directly violate I don't know about directly or indirectly. I mean, if it violated some a logical rule, then yeah. that's a reason to not do it. A good reason not to do it. Okay. So basically, with the back to the school thing. Yeah. If there is a some type of non-logical thing that I apparently must do and I don't want to do it. Uh huh. And that the process of me refusing it, and the teacher insisting I must do it would eventually lead to enough frustration for a meltdown. Okay. And what would a typical meltdown include? Um, It's different from person to person. Okay. But. 
basically I would probably end up throwing things. Okay. And I would try to avoid people. I always try to avoid people. In that moment when you're yes, upset. But yeah, like yeah. I do understand that it uh, that there is still a danger. Yeah. You know, people would typically be moved out the classroom, but you know, in that moment it's always like I'm trying to avoid people. I'm not trying to hurt them. So it's always I get a little bit more frustrated. But like I, I do understand yeah. why they have to remove people. It's a good thing to remove people. Yeah. From yeah. Situation. Do they try to, re- in your situation where you've had a situation like this occur, do they try to move the other people from the room or remove you from Typically, the room? Typically, it seems like they start by, in, okay, in school, specifically just school. Yeah. Because that's really all the experience I have. Um, mm hmm. They, it seems like they try to start with me, but I'm unmovable. You're unmovable, probably because you don't want to be touched. Yeah, I don't want to be moved down. Like, so basically, what happens is they end up moving everyone out. Okay, and then I just go home. Oh man, I had a problem. I had a problem with the meltdowns in uh, sixth grade for for seventh grade. I okay myself actually wanted to be homeschooled. Which did not work for me. I at get all, that. I get of like it. ADHD. So, uh, well, it was. I was kind of lucky to be able to like still go to eighth grade after that and not yeah. be held back. Yeah. And then I, man, I think I started having. Are you ninth grade now? Ninth grade. Oh uh, man. Are you tenth grader? I had some kind of problem focusing. Okay. In. Class. So basically, I usually want to kind of lay my head down and think. Okay. But that led to a problem. You laying your head down and thinking led to a problem? Yes, by the time it was ninth grade. Uh-huh. It seems I have um Science and math, which typically I'm good at, but yeah, yeah, in a, not exactly doing work is gonna do that. And uh-huh. you know, then it was ninth grade, in which you know I typically find myself to be good at math, but when I was actually like kind of trying, I was a bit behind. Okay, yeah. So then it was harder, and then I failed that, and man, now I still call myself a task writer. I still, I have a. Tenth grade level class. Okay. But basically, for some reason, I think. Um, uh huh. It still says ninth grade on my official schedule. Oh, me. yeah. So because of math and science. Okay, so maybe. Which and I'm still hoping weird. I'd be able to um, graduate by twenty twenty four. Like, if I still behind on some classes, I might end up taking a. Testing you to yeah. get the equivalent of high school diploma, or yeah, whatever it is that they have for that kind of yes, it thing. should be a high school diploma. Sometimes I, they do certificates for people, but if you've passed all your classes, um, and you are academically able to complete them, then you you should actually graduate and get yeah. your diploma. Now, you know, before, uh huh, it was over the summer. I believe it was after ninth grade, or maybe. I, I actually I, I studied some math to be better at it. Okay. Oh, 
basically trying to get myself to a ninth grade level. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> but man, so I I did that actually. I have a whole notebook. Of you actually taking the time to study and yeah, yeah, yeah. some work. Wow. Got to a point I wanted. So and basically, it ended up being some kind of weird remedial class thing, which was an online thing. Which basically, for me to be successful in school, it, it needs to be a small classroom size with a teacher. Yeah. But with the on, weird on pseudo online thing they had, I just could not do it. Yeah, I science. get that. So I basically just ended up studying for almost nothing. Which is, it, I mean, it's and I was going to fail it anyways. And I, oh, it's, it kind of breaks my heart as you know, as a parent and as an aunt, um, because I wish they could provide that setting that you need to be successful. Like I studied. I, is I so you brought several notebooks with you. Is this one of your notebooks where you were working on math? All the way. Macon brought about one, two, three, four, five, six notebooks in a bag. Oh, well, most of them were just languages. Oh, okay. This one is just math. Languages? Some languages I wanted to study, including, well, Spanish, Japanese. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're studying Spanish and Japanese? Not all at the same time. I can't go back and forth between them. Lately, I haven't been doing it. So do you know a Japanese word? That you can say right now? I don't know any Japanese words. Uh, really? What? I might have a Welsh word. Oh, what's a Welsh word? Drag. What is that? Dragon. Oh, it is? Okay, that's interesting. I kind of on the way to 222 pages on my math notebook. Wow. That's like a five-subject notebook. And that's you had like 222 pages that you... One... Two, three. Wow. Like almost four subjects worth, I think. Oh, and that was your you was that you independently studying? Or just me going over this math book I have called? Okay. It's like man, it has such a long title. Let's see something. Uh, Big fat math middle school notebook. Okay, thing. I've always thought that you were very intelligent with math, and that you I, were able to. Um, man, I, a lot of this I just went over again. Kind of like a review for your yeah. mind. Yeah, a little bit because it's been a while, so I needed to go over it again. So, what are things? I don't know if I asked you this earlier. Things that bring you joy, oh. like, are there? Do you watch TikTok videos and laugh? Do you think if people do stupid stuff, it's funny? Or well, if people get hurt kind of accidentally, funny. is it funny to you? Or or what's what what makes you laugh? Suppose I like a lot of impractical jokers. Oh, okay. You impractical know, jokers. Yeah. Show. yeah. And, uh, but in terms of just making me happy, a lot of the music typically, whatever music I've been listening to that a month and and uh, what have you been listening to? Say that again. Whatever I just been listening to that week or that month. Oh, okay. I have on repeat. Now I know you're a big Taylor Swift fan. What yes. other type of music do you like? Electric. Electric. Because I typically find it to be 
Especially stuff that like moves around. Yeah. I, I use headphones. Yeah. That's I find that to be best. Is it I, like electric? Uh-huh. And a, uh punk. Oh, nice burp. And punk. punk? Okay. Punk. Green Day is nice. Oh, I know. I like Green Day. They have a Green Day t-shirt at Target right now. I saw it online today. Yeah, I think it's also on Hot Topic. Yeah, that sound. Judah, can you turn your sound down? Your chair is making a sound. And then poor Megan. He, remember? That he hears okay. sounds like times a thousand. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So when you go to a situation like a church that has very loud worship music, how does that affect Man. you? Like when you're hearing like super loud music, does it hurt your ears? It just, oh man, I think it's just too much. Is it too much in regards to actual, like, do you feel pain? It's just. Oh dear God, my nine year old, my 10 year old just said people putting on loud music on purpose should burn in hell. That's that's intense. He's turning bright red too while he says it because his blood pressure is going up, I think. But Judah does not understand why people, yeah, he doesn't understand why people in churches and places like that would play their music so loud. Guys find it weird because cathedral specifically, I've never even been to a cathedral, but to me, it's weird because they build. Figure out all this architecture stuff specifically just to overwhelm the senses. Why would you want to overwhelm the senses on purpose? Why? Why would anyone want to do that? Do you? I mean, maybe neurotypical people can process it and enjoy the senses being overwhelmed. Whereas for you, it is truly overwhelming and agitating. It's just the meaning of the word overwhelmed, though. What is the meaning of the word overwhelmed? Overwhelmed. You get overwhelmed, and then you have overwhelmed. What you is overwhelmed? I don't even know what whelm is. Hey Siri, defined whelm. No, not well. Whelm. <laughs> I gotta do it myself. Dang it, Siri! Come on, Siri, get it right. Get it right. Whelm. Man, I can't even. Oh, to engulf, submerge, or bury someone or something. So to overwhelm would be like. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty pretty darn bad. So, when you're in a situation like that, do you want to uh, run away? A church, I just found it, well... So, um... um typically just don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. Or... Man. That makes sense. You don't want to be in that situation. So... Headphones, a lot of people recommend, or you see people that wear headphones. Does it help? Or just a little bit? It kind of tunes out that other noise with the noise you like. Okay. So you would... At least in my experience, I've never had noise-canceling headphones before. Okay, so you've never done noise-canceling. You've actually just tried to play something else maybe in your headphones to change what you're hearing. Yeah, when the whole, like, service worship thing at this one church got a little bit bad for me yeah my i just kind of went to my palm Pauls who like used to be a pastor yeah yeah and go to Pawpaw church then a well while after i think there was this point where i went back to church and then there was this other church new hope which now is only in one location but it used to be on multiple locations. yeah and 
it had this room where you could actually control the volume and see the service through a TV. Did you prefer that? Yes. And so um, you felt like you could still enjoy the service. Yes. And not be overstimulated. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I want to make sure I have all my little... Um, so you personally, you were raised around faith. Do you... Pentecostal. Pentecostal. So do oh. you feel like you still... Uh, or, I mean, I guess you're... Uh, do you feel like you're scientific in your approach I as well as having faith? think of myself as a logical thinker. Yeah. But it would... Well, it, um, um, I'm struggling with this a bit before. It's okay. A I lot mean, of autistic people seem to have an odd experience with religion, specifically. And really? In a weird way. Personally, I think it would be... I don't know if there can be any proof, 100% proof for any faith. But yeah. I do think of all religions that having some sort of truth to them. Perhaps and all being yeah. maybe all being true in some way, but really I would, but except for of course any joke religion or cult, yeah, those yeah. just don't count. Yeah, for me, Definitely. they don't seem like real religion. Yeah, in any sort of way, but I, I do think all religions have some. I mean, sort of truth, although they do seem to be contradictory. They do seem to be all true in some way, but also. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll have at least a bit of truth to them, but yeah. Do you feel like you struggle with faith because you need a logical uh, explanation, or do you feel like faith is one of those things that you well, are able uh, to uh, work with? I usually just pray to God at night, but I also think of there as being some kind of nature as. So you pray to God, but you also think of what? I'm sorry. Like there's like nature, and I don't know if that could be. So like I pray to God too. I call it my faith journey because you know I, how they described. The I've become more Earth scientific. Nature, I don't know if. Yeah. That seems like being real to me. It's like a god or a goddess, but. So, I think for me, like personally, I like having God to pray to and I don't have to think of what he looks like or who he is or if he's a he or a she or any of that stuff I just I like I like just having faith and I like praying to God I feel like a comfort in that like okay well I'm gonna pray about this and it's going to help me feel better yeah, that, yeah. does that kind of work for you too yes okay I mean I think that makes sense I think I guess I was just wondering you know when you are autistic and you think very logically. I, I no, I just don't quite believe in magic. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem to make sense to me. No, it doesn't. I, I definitely agree with you. But um, prayer is something that seems to make sense to me. But What makes sense? Prayer seems to make sense to me, but magic does not. Okay. Which yeah. is, if magic was just a prayer to a god or gods yeah then that would make sense to me but i don't know if it is that or not so yeah the way i understand it now does not make any sense to me as being something that is real and exists but prayer does make sense and is real to me yeah i like that i mean i think that's a very good answer honestly seems i find that very interesting as well just um 
I just find it interesting. Um, so, what is something about you that is like one of your favorite things about yourself? Like maybe an attribute, like uh, I like my eyes, or I, I like the way my brain works, or I... I don't know. I never really thought about anything. Have you thought... You haven't really thought about what might be your favorite thing about yourself? Not really. So for me, mine is that I am... Uh, l- let me think. I will say anything to anyone. And that's one of my favorite things about myself. And I'm open and honest 100%. So that's one of my favorite things about my character, I guess you could say. So other than that, I really like my red hair, but it's from a box. So I don't think I can call, I can say, oh, I love my red hair. You know, I mean, I do, but I don't know. Um, So I think we're almost done. Special interest. You have quite a few special interests. Yes, like almost 30-ish. Okay, so Macon sent me a list of his special yes, interests. We're definitely not going to go over. Order. What's that, Neil? In chronological order, at least from what I could piece together from wait, wait, wait. going through my memories. So it, the list you I sent me. I hope it's accurate. It's in chronological order. By chronological order, do you mean that this is in order of what you value the most? What? No. Chrono- oh. Chronos, ancient Greece. Oh, wait. Is this in the order of your life? Time. Chronos is the ancient Greek word for time. It is in the order from first to the last. So the and very first thing you were ever interested in were trains. From, from the baby pictures, it seems to be the earliest. Okay, and then like a middle of the line here, there was a time where Minecraft and Gravity Falls. Yes. Then there were video I, games, The Legend yes. of Zelda, Fortnite. Uh, then we've uh, got linguistics and language learning. Oh, wait, that comes after. Okay, so what happened? I'm going like, I'm not reading all of What happened with that is basically I I found through YouTube, I I, I need to take a bit of a break. Oh, yeah, you're good. So you guys will notice a, a little bit that every now and then we take a short break. And so this podcast may be a little bit different than our usual podcast, um, and I do apologize for the very beginning where it was a little bit crazy with some kids walking in and out, and then we had a dog issue, and we just had all kinds of things going on, um, but we are in a fully functioning home, uh, but yeah, we're taking a break, a little short break, and I think Macon will be back here in just a second to talk to us, but I am, oh man, he is um, kind of flooring me with some of the things he's saying, like, it, I feel like I'm going to have to re-listen a few times to just really grasp um the way his mind works and some of the things that he has he has said on our podcast tonight uh kind of blow me away like I'm like why don't we all kind of think the way he thinks which I think it's honestly a gift and I'm thankful that he has allowed me into his mind to kind of um see some of these things so um so yeah like special interest um some of his other special interests I'm going to read on here are alternate future in history technology Back to the Future, video games. Um, I don't even know what conlangs are. Conlangs? C-O-N-L-A-N-G-S. Then after that was linguistics and language learning, writing systems, world building, books, Marvel, Stranger Things, Taylor Swift, Non Non Biori. 
Do you know what that is, Judah? Non non biori. What? I don't know what that is. Non non biori. Is that anime? Uh, no offense, but have you been talking to me this whole time? No, I've not been talking to you the whole time. My child is like talking to me. It's so funny. Um, genealogy, um, philosophy, history, calendars, and astronomy. Adventure time. Um, then we've got some other things like Avatar, Astro Lost in Space, Middle Earth, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and his most recent special interest is actually human evolution and archaic humans. So I find that, like, really interesting. So, Macon, while you were taking a short break here, I was just reading some of these special interests that you have. So, oh, I was just actually going um, from about linguistics and language learning uh, yeah, and, and so, down some. Um, what um, is non non biori? Is that anime? Oh, yes. It's an anime and manga. Okay, an anime. Okay. It's a slice of life, which is only un available in subs. Okay. Yeah, I typically, I usually like anime, which is dub because I can be focusing on something else at the same time. Okay. But I, I specifically focused on that one anime. You like that one in particular? Oh, yeah, I have the Blu-ray of so the movie because I kind of get it on Crunchyroll. Um, latest your latest interest is human evolution and archaic humans. An archaic human is like a term for a Neanderthal, a Homo erectus, Australopithecus, all that other stuff that is now extinct. Okay. Well, uh, do but, you? Are there any interesting facts you would like to share about archaic humans that I probably don't know? <laughs> quite a few facts. I can't really name one. But well, anyways. So I actually went recently um, to Arizona, and when I was in Arizona, Think about the more recent special interests is like uh -huh. they could just be ADHD hyperfixations, and it's just going to take a few months for that to die out. So, <laughs> really, like if it lasts more than a, if it lasts more than a few months, I I put it on the list. But okay, um, so you're specific about what you add to your list of special interests. I've been trying to think hard about that. You know, okay. That's not even draft one. When did you create this list? Because this list has like 37. Kind of might be still in the process of making it, but recently, okay. a few days ago, about more than a week maybe. Um, okay. So back to the linguistics things. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go to linguistics. So basically what happened is I got interested in constructed languages or conlangs for short. I found out you can just make up a language. Uh, really? Yes. And then after. And then getting and then and then through getting interested in that, okay, I got interested in linguistics, of course. Okay, about learning about languages, which are kind of broadened out into wanting to learn languages, which is why I'm I'm learning Welsh because I'm actually also interested in genealogy and uh, my own my last name is Welsh. Okay, so that's one of the reasons you're particularly focusing on that language. Yes. Okay. So with the archaic humans, I was saying a little while back, I was in, um, I was in Arizona I've and read a few books on that. On which thing have you read a few books? Oh, I have quite a few books. Oh, I you have quite I a few books. Haven't read them yet. Okay, and Macon has a ton of books. But when I was in Arizona, Just we visited this whale that, um, I remember as we were there, they were talking about people were living there in like 900 A.D. Mm. in Arizona. So I find that very interesting. Do you have, um, have you, have you read much about humans that were in America or the Americas oh. that early? Homo sapien migrations. 
Homo sapien what? Homo sapien migrations. Migrations. Okay. The um uh, the peopling of the planet of modern humans, basically. The peopling of the planet of modern humans. Yes, uh, Homo sapien or Homo sapien sapien is the modern human. Okay. Or anatomically modern human. Okay. Um, basically, migrations they are like basically goes from East Africa to everywhere a human can be found nowadays. Oh, okay. So all over the world where there's humans. Yes. Have you read any of the, uh, mm. like the migrations of people into the I, Americas and the timelines for those? The timeline? I forgot quite a bit, I think. It seems like it happens earlier than initial, in the initial theories were. Okay. Interestingly enough, it seems like some of the... What were? Do you remember the time frame for the initial theories of when people were in America? Basically, they were thinking it happened like during the um, land bridge, but it seems new evidence pointed out that it, they were humans quite deep in North America by way before. The, well, I don't know about way before. It's like there were people. Uh-huh. And I think modern day Mississippi maybe or, or around that area. Uh huh. Or maybe it was Texas. Or Midwest or Somewhere. 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 In somewhere America? which would be far away from the supposed land bridge. Oh. But but during a time a human footstep in a place far away from the land bridge. Yeah. Before the land bridge would have even been a thing during the ice age. Really? So I don't even know about I mean, I've heard of the land bridge before, but I don't know anything about the land bridge. The Alaskan bridge. land bridge? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't uh, think. Yeah, it's like a land bridge theory where they thought Native Americans would have uh-huh. came, uh, had, would be descendants of people who crossed the land bridge. Okay. Wow. Well, but it seems a lot of people would have been there even before the land bridge. That's interesting. You know, it seems like they were, what was the name of them? Polynesians. Okay, Polynesian, yeah. Who uh, may have sailed to what is modern day California or not. Okay. Or, no, I think the Polynesians are descended of a, of a group. Maybe let's see. Are they from Hawaii, right? Like mm, They moved there at some point. Okay. I feel very uneducated next to you I and i am 41 and you happened, are 15 <laughs> well i'm almost 41 what happened was um they may have may have gone to modern california maybe maybe it was south america okay and you're saying modern california they may have gone to modern california or south america yes maybe i don't know wow but uh from i think they may the polynesians themselves may have actually had some ancestors in what is now taiwan Okay, interesting. And they move somewhere. There's been a lot of moving throughout history. You can't right? Really, I mean, I feel like... It's I, hard to keep track of it all. Megan, I feel like when you walk up in here and you start spouting off this information just naturally, like, I feel like, oh my gosh, I need to be... I need to get off Facebook. I need to get off Instagram. And I need to dang read some history. Because you are very, very intelligent. Uh, uh, and you, I, you, re, you keep of, the information. Most of what I know is actually through YouTube. Really? Yes. Okay. So you credit YouTube with most of your knowledge. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I, 
what you would have been like if you had grown up when I was a little kid, when there was no internet, like in the very early days, and there was, and there was like encyclopedias. Uh, I wonder if you would have just sat there and scoured through the encyclopedias. Me. It's an interesting thing to think about. Um, the internet has is an amazing resource. There is no way I would have even been introduced to. Um, almost most of my special interest without YouTube, actually. Really? So most of your special interest, you feel like, um, came from... I've been introduced to it through YouTube, through YouTube or some kind of thing first. And then, let's see, anything after... Let's see, it was, let's see, there was Minecraft, but then there was Gravity Falls, which I got through TV. Then almost anything after that, except for maybe Back to the Future... Uh-huh. And then let's see where we. I guess I'd, I'd still be interested in books and uh, Stranger Things is Netflix, though. I don't think. Yeah, but you may have like seen an advertisement on YouTube, you know. Genealogy, probably, but the history um, that not developed as a special interest during uh, school. Actually, it's more recent compared to other things we first introduced to at school. But let's see. Um, so yeah, Megan is reviewing his um his his special interest list now. Is there anything? So I don't know if I said it earlier. I may have. I may have not. I know I said it in the car earlier with you. Um, when you know one person with autism. You know one person with autism. I saw that on a friend's page today on her Facebook because she has a son that is autistic. And and she wanted, you know, I, I really appreciated that she shared that because it, it makes you realize every person is different. Just because there's a label of autism does not mean that you are identical to someone else with autism. Everybody else is at completely different places. Their minds work differently. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely thankful that you took the time to share with us and that you were comfortable enough to talk to me. I actually love it that every week I get texts from you with your books. Macon is, he has so many books. I literally want to go to his house and just go through the books and read them and do some comparisons and think on the things that he has. Man, I have to, I've been reorganizing them lately. You've been reorganizing your books? Ugh, it's hard, because, like, in the process of reorganizing, my room is just a mess. Oh, well, uh, my room is also a mess. I can be done with reorganizing, and then it's not a mess. Oh, I have a question for you. Do you, would you struggle receiving a compliment? So, like, if someone told you, you look nice today, hmm. would you be like, okay, yeah. or really, or... Um, or not really? Is that open? Nice. I don't know. W do you struggle a little bit with it? I, I don't know. I don't even... I have a lot of pimples on my face, so I don't think I look nice, but that's oh, a different thing. I, well, you're still handsome. Do you... You're always truthful. So if somebody... Here's this. I have a question for you. If somebody was ugly, like legit, like you were like, oh, Lord, they I don't just, look good. I just, I just want to mention it. Would you... If, and and somebody else said, "Hey, hey, Megan, go tell that person they look nice." Right. You wouldn't be able to do it, would you? I, 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 why can't they do that themselves? Make them do it themselves, right? 
I don't mean, make Macon do it. I don't think I would like. But you can't. I don't you, think the problem is. I, I wouldn't mention they're ugly, but at the same time, it's. it's is that because you care about their in, feelings? In a hypothetical situation, if they were to ask me if they look nice, uh, I might, I might just go, uh, or just not say anything. Right, which I, I just hope that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> you would like avoid. You'd be like, I am not going to tell that person. That really I nice. can't. I don't. I don't want to lie. I don't think you'd be in that time, situation. It's like it's a subjective thing, and it's, it's so beauty like, is objective, or looks are objective. Well, it's an objective thing, but it would just be the rude to say they look bad. But so, but so you still time, want to have manners? Lie, but I, I mean, you still want to be nice to someone. You care about people's feelings. Yes. That's good. I think that shows a good character uh, trait in you that you care about people's feelings. I mean, so if you knew that you hurt someone, like if you hurt somebody's feelings, I would try to apologize. You would what? Try to apologize, but I don't. Is it hard to apologize? Maybe it's sometimes it's. I don't know. I would be able to accept it because of the way I don't eye contact. Okay, so you feel like somebody might struggle with receiving I struggle an apology. With tone and speaking at the right volume. Probably okay. hear it right now through the microphone. Yeah. If I'm not speaking at the right volume, I sometimes speak too loudly. I sometimes speak too quietly. Yeah. But basically, I struggle with like tone and sarcasm. So I don't know. It like they might hear the apology. They might hear the words "I'm sorry," but uh, accepting it might be different because. Yeah. Apparently, the wrong way to apologize. So, has anybody ever apologized to you and you have a hard time with it? You're like, mm. not really. Not really. Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I can think of. So, I very much admire you. I admire. I admire so the way your mind works. Thank you for letting us take a glimpse into I it. So, um, um, let's think. Is there anything I else? Try to hurt people's feelings. I don't think there's anything. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. I, I think that's I feel a like great. Be the default of people. I don't know if it's really a good trait. I would say that non-empathy is just a bad trait. Oh, the what is a is a bad trait? Not being empathetic for some reason. It seems not being empathetic is I've, a bad trait. From what I noticed, it seems like people think that autistic people not have empathy, which is completely untrue. So you do have empathy. But yes, a, a lot of autistic people, but not all. A lot of it is what? A lot of autistic people, but not all, seem be more empathetic or more intense empathy. More, it's like, oh, wow. In a weird way, I just can't like watch awkward scenes in TV sometimes because yeah, yeah. that's just that just gets hard to watch. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um wow. Yeah, I get I get that. What about um gross stuff? Uh, do you do you watch oh, gross stuff? Uh sensory issues. Oh, sensory issues? Sen- what we mean like on a TV scene? Yeah, or? like like uh, oh, like, does gross stuff like if it was medical I, or like I, surgery I, would I, that gross you out? I might not want to look at it, but uh, gross stuff in real life, so I just like to avoid. Okay. Because of sensory issues, with, I, you know, I think it depends on what gross is. Yeah, like I, a popping somebody popping a zit. Is that gross to you? Well, I mean on the. Like on TV, like on YouTube, like Dr. Pimple Popper. Yes, would you be like those things I don't like. <laughs> that specifically. I, totally but I deal with it. a lot of my own pimples. You don't like I that. deal with a lot of my own pimples, so I kind of 
Like, you're good. You're so, good. yeah, and a lot of my pimples kind of leave when I pick at them too much. I'm okay with blood. Oh, okay, so you don't have an issue with that, but you don't want to, like, watch it. You don't want to have an issue, so. In terms of those pimples that are on that show. Yeah, yeah, it's a those little YouTube extreme. YouTube videos, it's, it's like, yeah. It's so I love stuff like that. Like, I love watching the grossest of the grossest stuff. And so I find that interesting that you're like, uh-uh, no, that's a no. I can't. I don't want to do that. So um, do you find that you have a hard time sitting still? Well, yeah, I think that's ADHD. Okay. So like constantly moving or doing something would be ADHD. Interesting. Yeah. So Megan is actually holding something in his hand, and he's kind of been twiddling it's, with this. It's a Wally plushie with a really long tag. Because apparently they mm-hmm. have those at Disney Orlando. Yeah, so the, he does have a Wally my plushie, mom, and you know what? I didn't even notice that tag is like six inches long. Why would Wally have such a long tag? I don't even know. Apparently, do that at, at the, like the Disneyland or Disney World in Orlando. My mom got it for me. Uh, the thing. To me. This, oh, was this recently when your mom went on a yeah, trip? I don't know if that is like. I don't know. The one in Orlando is called Disneyland or Disney World. It's actually Disney World in Orlando. And okay. Disneyland yeah. is in California. Disney World. Apparently, do do that at Disney World. Okay. They might do it at Disneyland, but I. I think she went to Downtown Disney. I bet she bought that know. for you when she went to Downtown Disney. I it's like a little shopping area. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Megan, is there anything you would like to add tonight for our listeners, for uh, your family? Family. Yeah, you do have a family. I'm part of them, but yeah. you know, whatever. I'm <laughs> making some of there like kind of grinning. Are you thinking of anything you want to say or share? Or you you're good? You're good. I can't even. He's he's just mumbling to the side, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Family specifically, well, we enjoy having you over here. And earlier, Judah was like, I have missed Macon coming over. I've seen one of the books I have. So, you'll definitely have to um, come hang out with us more. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I find I, that I you're... Know, I just need to plan something out, though. Yes, we will definitely have to schedule it, for mm-hmm. sure. So, thank you so much. I don't have a whole lot to do. Oh, you don't have a lot to do? Like, you're totally chill. Your calendar's open. Right now, but <laughs> yeah, uh, typically yeah, I go to my grandparents. Okay, you spend a lot of time with them every other weekend, and I go to my mom's every other weekend. That which is every weekend. Yeah, I have a question for you, which is kind of I know I keep saying more things. How how was it for you dealing with death? Like when when uh, Granny died, when May died, uh, how is that for you? How is that experience? Is it difficult or more so, man? Or well, like what's your opinion? Because right, like with ADHD, if I don't even if it's like it's like a permanent thingy, but man, basically it's it's weird. Like when somebody passes away, it's weird. Like with ADHD, it's like you know it's not there anymore. So I just don't think about it. And now I'm thinking about it. Oh, well, so I made it worse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But like, I usually well, like, have such a long-term memory. Man, with ADHD, you just reminded me. I am I've been having issues with it. Cause like with I, ADHD, you've been having issues? I um, I put a thing down. Uh-huh. 
and I freaking I don't I forget about it for a little while. I oh. don't use that item. Yeah. Um, and then I go back to look for it, and it looks like it just disappeared into nothingness. Oh. And I go on this whole thing about the first rule with thermodynamics, about how it can't logically disappear into nothingness. And I'm looking for it, and I'm looking for it. I look all around. Yeah. In the place where I think, in the place I last remember it being. Yeah. And then I find it, and I go, oh, I put that there earlier. Oh, my gosh. So it happens so many times, it just gets frustrating. So does that remind you of, of when someone passes away, though? Oh, well, that's a bit different. That's a bit different, because they're like, Cause they're gone. They're, Is that... Well, it's... I don't know, even know if I really went through the stages of grief. Or I wonder if you process I grief differently than someone of, like me. Don't with the death. Like, it's happened, I and know. it's done, and so it's logical to you, and, now and it's I'm happened. And kind of going through a bit of those motions again. And so now you're thinking about the emotions because I brought it up. Oh. Okay, we'll we'll change the subject. It's okay. It There's happens. A... So you remember occasionally. Okay, so you can. Yeah, I don't want to do anything that causes you stress. Dead. I mean, lately, I've been having more Coca Cola recently because that's a thing oh. she liked. Yes, Granny loved Coca Cola, which was. Yeah, it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, so I drink Coke Zero. Having more. Coca-Cola alongside the Dr. Pepper I usually have. Yeah, yeah. You used to call uh, Dr. Pepper Pawpaw Juice. Do you remember? Dr. Pepper? Years ago. It was Dr. Pepper. It was Coca-Cola. What did you used to call Pawpaw Juice? What? You used to call a drink Pawpaw Juice. Yes, that was Coca-Cola. It was Coca-Cola? like Coke. Then he switched to a different Coke. Coke Uh Diet or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I drink Coke Zero. Yeah. Something like that. And then... uh, it's a cold oh, Sprite well, mommy juice. Judah's embarrassing me now talking about my addiction with drinks. Uh, eventually, I stopped doing that because of drive throughs Yeah. I get that. You know, I just got a order, so it kind of became weird to call it that when there was, like, a person at the window. <laughs> yeah, you can't exactly at the drive through be like, man, please have some I mean, pop I juice. I don't go to the window personally, but I'm still in the car. Yeah, yeah. You want to call it the right thing. Yeah. So yeah. Just to I just... I switched for some uh, calling. Your mama had a funny word when we were growing up for paper towels. Do you know that word? Have you heard it? Have you heard Mama Ann or Granny say that word? Paper towels for towels. Shank. I don't know why, if it was like the sound of it ripping, but it was so funny. So then what happened was like my mom and my grandma thought it was cute and they like called it that forever. Which is kind of funny. So, well, thank you so much, Megan. I need to go over here and hit stop on this podcast but it has been a privilege to interview you and oh, okay yeah it really has have you have you enjoyed your time being interviewed i guess i didn't not enjoy it you did not enjoy I, it i love I it stress, i love it you know What'd you so I, I have a bit of anxiety so like i oh that's normal kind of better than that i guess it was good yeah yeah, yeah. well good all I right this wally plushie to yeah, help out. I brought the Wally plushie to help out. I don't know if I quite talked into the microphone that good. Bye.